Good morning, everyone. This is Jeff from the CyberPro Podcast, back on a sunny Thursday with our guest today, Scott Poley, who's going to talk about threat hunting and a few other things. So let's jump in. Scott, good morning. Please tell us a little bit about yourself and who and what you do. Hey, yeah, my name's Scott Poley. Um, I work for Cyborg Security as a threat hunter content developer. Um, so basically what that kind of means is I do a lot of research on how bad adversaries or hackers or whatever you want to term you want to use to call them, um, how they work, why they do the things they do, um, how could I emulate those things or possibly recreate different way to achieve the same things they're trying to achieve to try to help, you know, protect against future type of attacks and then build different ways to identify those, um, through uh, all sorts of various tools that people implement, you know, typically in their environments. Bad guys. Let's talk about that for a second. So we started talking a little before we started recording about threat hunting and what that entails. uh, And a little bit more about, as you just said, some of the reasons and purposes of bad guys and what they do. So when it comes to that, share with us a, a, a fascinating aspect, or I guess, you know, what keeps you awake at night when you start talking about the threat hunting environment? Yeah, so um, it's an interesting um, problem to try and solve because you're really going beyond what typical tools will identify. And I always use, and everyone always asks me, well, if I have all these really fancy tools, um, why do I worry so much? And it really comes down to that a lot of these tools, as powerful as they are, they're still a business. And so they can't implement so many controls that they can critically um, prevent business from operating. Um, And their customers are so different. Environments are so different. You know, you can't, you got to be more conservative, I should say. But a lot of these tools um, produce overwhelming amounts of good data that you can still leverage as a threat hunter to kind of fill those gaps, but you're not really adding new tools, you're just adding skills and approaches to the problem. Um, so when you talk about, you know, those things that keep us up at night, it's, it's more about understanding, you know, how is an adversary going to behave? And therefore, where do I need to look because I have the data typically um, with all these tools deployed. Um, and then that's kind of where it starts the narrative around, hey, I can see the gaps between the tools, but still leverage the same tools. Yeah, you bring up a really interesting point there, right, between the controls of tools, uh, big data, and your ability to see where those gaps are. But then you've got to layer in the component of what you call the three C's, right? So you've got those things on the one side of the fence, and on the other side side of the fence, you have the three C's of convenience, complacency, and carelessness. And you've got to walk that line and find a happy medium between the two. Uh, let's talk about that for a second and how you handle those things. Yeah, so that's a, a hot topic I've had with a, a bunch of you know colleagues and friends when we talk about what is our what's the thing that keeps us up as far as how do we solve the cybersecurity problem, and it's more of a human problem. Um, and because you know we're the ones that are deploying, implementing technology, we're the ones that are creating technology and developing things. So, you know, when it comes, push comes to shove, convenience is a common factor. You know, you know, we use technology to make our businesses easier to run or our lives, you know, better or easier to manage. And 
we don't want to sacrifice that convenience. This is why we have technology. And sometimes that, that introduces risks on how we handle those things. Um, and then when you think of complacency, you know, that's where technology almost takes over too much to where we kind of rely on it too much. We kind of take the person out of the problem. And sometimes that in inherently creates risk as well um, or gaps, you know, however you want to look at it. Um, and then carelessness, you know, that's something it's, it's a motivational thing. And this is why I think the three C's, because it's a human problem, when you think of cyber leaders, they're the ones that really can address this the best, you know, because they're the ones that ultimately can have the final decisions to determine where's the fine line of convenience versus good practice. Um, or, you know, how much effort and emphasis they're going to put on certain areas if they're developing things or doing or that's depending on what their business model is and the companies they run. Um, and the complacency, you know, they're the ones that kind of help approve and define what processes and how people work and what people do. Um, and then the carelessness, you know, that's just the motivation thing. You know, sometimes um, just how you interact with people and how you lead people um, can make them less careless because they care more about their job or they understand the problem better, right? So the, the, their role in that problem is very different than just, you know, showing up to eight to five, right? Um, and so that's why I feel like, you know, as much as cybersecurity is, we use so much technology when it really comes down to the root of the problem, I, we refer to those three C's. Um, and leadership has probably the biggest impact, you know, as far as setting up the, the battle account of that. Yeah, I mean, that's a, whew, I mean, that is, that is a fence that it's not getting wider and it's getting right. taller, right? Yeah. And, and, yeah. and so you've got to, you've got to balance in the middle and, and, and realize that any decision you make is going to have some sort of repercussion on one side of the fence or the other, mm -hmm. which then brings us back to, you know, a, a point that you made earlier, which is something we should really talk about, which is when you walk that fence long enough, eventually you're going to trip and you're going to mm -hmm. fall. And when that happens, how do we deal with the failure and the ego bruising, if you will, that comes behind that? And, and, and how do we get back up? Yeah. So those are like the two aspects, you know, I've, I've worked with a lot of junior people and I love green people to the field, right? Um, they have no bad habits and they'll believe anything you tell them, right? So it's great, great to have. Um, but the, the two biggest things that I think add value to understand is when you're in this field it's there's so much to learn and there's so many disciplines and really the only way that i feel truly grow the fastest because it's a very fast and evolving field as well is you can't have that fear of failure right failure failure is one of the best teachers um and granted obviously you don't want to introduce risk because you're not scared to fail but you know you do it with guardrails right so you know when you think about failures like how can i learn something new today right without you know and it might not go well it might i might not actually learn what i need to learn or how can i try something um and you know the returns maybe just be a lesson and not necessarily success like those failures actually go a long way and you know a good example is you know when you think about those big breaches that happen at some companies and everyone that works in security they're always like man if that happens here i'd hate to lose my job like that would be like that's that's you know i'm gonna get blamed for it i'm the one that's gonna go but you think like that's that's the one biggest failure that makes you the most valuable cybersecurity professional because you get that experience. Now you also ha have a good understanding too, where, hey, I see the importance of my job even more, and I see how much work I need to get to fix whatever you know possibly lapsed to cause the breach. 
that you're going to try hard. I mean, it, it hurts your brand, right? So that you're motivated at that point too. So when you, when you look at leaders that may want to get rid of those people, um, those failures sometimes are important to make you better at your job, um, even though that's not what we're looking for. Um, and then, you know, the ego thing, um, that's something that is always really hard. So um, the best thing about cybersecurity as far as the community goes is everyone I've met that's been phenomenal people, like people I look up to, they're the kind of people that also just want to tell their story, want to share, want to make you better, right? It's a very open community. Like no one really holds things to the chest. Like, well, if I tell you my secrets, then I'm not going to have any value. Mm. And, and so like that ego kind of goes away. And there's people that kind of hold on to that ego. Um, it, it really hurts them because then you're not a, a good, a, as good of a listener and listening skills are very important to have. Um, especially when trying to understand the diverse problems that you might be have, you know, faced with and how you might want to approach them, but also knowing what questions to ask. You know, if you feel like you have all the answers, then you're not asking all the right questions. And I feel like you know, the ego can get in the way of that. So that's one of the two challenges I always bring people is like, don't be afraid to fail because you'll learn the fastest and you know, keep your ego in check um, because there's a lot more you can learn from other people and interacting with people um that you might kind of put up those walls artificially so yeah yeah that's a whew, that's a big one right <laughs> at the end of the day you know we're we're still human and we have all the fallacies and the and the shortcomings to come along with that uh the good news is is the the bad guys have those fallacies too so absolutely uh you know it, it levels the playing field a little bit so that was awesome uh, I'd love to wrap up with a, with, a, with a fun question, right? And we, we love to, to, to get this out there because we're all pretty much cut from the same cloth. So tell us a little bit about your favorite piece of retro technology that makes you smile. So I really fell in love with the retro pie. I know it's not as retro, but, you know, it emulates all the old gaming, right? Um, only because the reason why I got so wrapped up in technology to begin with was just being a kid playing video games um, and that nostalgia and then the challenges came with like how can I then make things talk over a network so that I can play with friends and so I really learned a lot just in the IT field in itself just trying to play games more with friends um, so when you when you look at like the way that works and what it takes you back to and the innocence of it all um, you know, I still use those same skills and tenacity in my current role. Um, and so it's kind of almost birthed that, you know, to where I am today. So I always look at that as probably one of the coolest pieces of retro like technology and, and kind of more of the meaning it has to me. Well, that's awesome. Cause you know, I heard recently, and, and we've all heard this in one form or another, that if you're able to kind of layer in your big boy job with something that you already love to do. Yeah. Well, dude, you found the magic potion, right? That's, that's awesome. So thank you for your time today, Scott. We really appreciate it. Last question um, for any viewers who might want to learn a little bit more about you, maybe what Cyborg does, what's the best way to get a hold of you? I mean, you can go and look us up on Google with Cyborg security. You'll take us to our homepage. That's the easiest way to find us. Um, and check out we produce a lot of articles we have a youtube feed you can look at us for cyborg security there find us on linkedin twitter any of the social media type stuff and we're always producing webinars and different things to learn new topics see us hunt learn about you know our platforms and things we try to do um all sorts of resources if you just kind of look us up 
Awesome, awesome. And for those of you who don't know about Cyberville Podcast, we generally post two to three episodes a week. We're coming up on episode 200 after about a year. So we wanted to thank all of you for your time today. Hopefully you learned something, Scott. Appreciate you, man. Have a great day. Absolutely. You made it to the end. Thanks for watching the Cyber Pro Podcast today. You can find more content here and here and there.